Hi y'all, this is Carrie D. Welcome to the Coffee with Carrie Homeschool Podcast. Join me every Thursday for some much needed encouragement, coffee, and conversation. It's my prayer that this podcast will help you homeschool one step at a time, one day at a time, and one cup of coffee at a time. Hey, if you're blessed each week by our podcast, make sure you check out my book, Just Breathe and Take a Sip of Coffee, Homeschool and Step with God. Then share our podcast with some of your homeschooling friends who might need a little encouragement this week. You can also find me at my website, coffeewithcarry.org. So stick around, pour yourself a cup of coffee, put your feet up, and take a little coffee break with me. Let's get started. Hey y'all, welcome back to Coffee with Carrie Homeschool Podcast. So if you're listening to this episode in real time, then yesterday was Ash Wednesday, which means we're officially in the Lenten season. Now Lent is 40 days set aside to prepare our hearts and minds for Holy Week and for Easter. It's the time of the year we reflect on and remember the sacrifice of our Lord Jesus Christ and his resurrection. It's a season to humble our hearts and quiet our souls. But 40 days is a long time, especially for younger children. So in this episode, I want to talk about simple things that we can do as a family during Lent to set these 40 days apart as sacred and special. Now, I've done a few episodes on celebrating Easter and Holy Week, where I focus more on the activities that you could do from Palm Sunday to Easter Sunday. So just a week's worth of activities. Now, when my kids were little and their attention span was even smaller, we only did something special on Ash Wednesday, and then we did something each day during Holy Week. So after you listen to this episode, make sure you check out episodes 113, Soul Food and Family Devotions, Lessons Learned from the Last Supper, and then check out episode number 61, Celebrating Holy Week, Family Bible Studies and Activities. I know you're going to love them. Now, as my kids got older, we did set Lent and the 40 days leading up to Holy Week aside as a special time to reflect and remember Jesus's ultimate sacrifice. So during the 40 days of Lent, consider maybe choosing a book to read aloud during Lent that has a Lenten or Easter theme. Now, for younger kids, Amon's Adventure, the family story for Easter, is a great one. Now, some of my favorite chapter books to read as a whole family during Lent include either The Bronze Bow by Elizabeth George Spear, which is about a young Jewish boy who actually meets Jesus. Now the audible version is awesome. Or try reading The Story of the Fourth Wise Man by Henry Van Dyke. This is about a fourth wise man that got distracted by life along the way to Bethlehem, and he winded up spending his whole entire life searching and trying to find the king. By the time he finds him, he meets Jesus on the road to Calvary. Now, the movie version with Martin Sheen is really good, too. Then there's The Lion, Witch, and the Wardrobe by C.S. Lewis. It's a wonderful allegory of the gospel. Now, if you start reading it the first week of Lent and read maybe two chapters a week, you'll get to chapters 13, 14, and 15 around Holy Week. In these three chapters, it's about Aslan's sacrifice for Edmund, Aslan's death, and then Aslan's ultimate resurrection, thus defeating the White Witch, or aka Satan and Sin. 
Now, any version of The Lion, Witch, and the Wardrobe is great. The illustrated book version is good, too. The audible version is great. The movie and even the musical are good. Now, specifically for teens or older or more mature students, challenge them with either the book The Case for Christ by Lee Strobel or challenge them to read with you The Robe by Lloyd C. Douglas. It's about the Roman soldier who won Jesus's garment at the foot of the cross and his fictional journey of faith as he learns more about the man that he helped crucify. Now, besides books with older kids, try watching maybe the musical Godspell together and or the movie The Passion directed by Mel Gibson. Now, the musical might be a bit abstract for the younger kids and the movie The Passion is very graphic. So I always save these two when my kids were older. Now, depending on the age and maturity of your kids, consider doing something every day during Lent, or at least every Friday in Lent, leading up to Holy Week. One of my favorite things that we did when I was growing up was was to create a simple paper chain out of construction paper. Now, we cut out 40 strips, one for each day of Lent. Then my mom would write something on each paper chain for us to do. She got this idea from the nuns at my grammar school, because we did this in school as well as at home. Now, as a way to count down to Easter, each day we would remove one of the paper links from the chain, and we would do whatever it said. Now, your paper chain can have a fasting theme, or a random acts of kindness theme, or a prayer or intention of a day theme, or a mixture of all the above. Now, the random acts of kindness paper chain had 40 different acts of kindness to do. When I did it with my kids, each day we removed a paper chain, we read it, and we did whatever it said. For example, one paper chain might say, make your siblings bed today, or write a card for someone, or open a door for a stranger today, bake some cookies for a neighbor, give someone a hug today, tell your dad 10 things you love about him. You know, you get the idea. You can write 40 different random acts of kindness that are appropriate for the ages and maturity of your kids. This way, for 40 straight days, everyone in your family is intentionally putting the needs of others before their own. Now, the prayer or intention a day paper chain can have 40 different prayers to pray. For example, one paper chain might say, pray for grandma today. Or another one might say, pray for your city's mayor or leaders. Pray for your siblings. Say the Our Father. Pray for your dad's boss today. Or memorize Psalm 145.1 and pray it back to God. Or pray for the Jewish people that they will recognize Jesus as their Messiah. Maybe pray for a missionary you know. Or pray that so-and-so that you know will come to know and believe in Jesus. This is a great way to be intentional about praying for 40 straight days. Now, the fasting paper chain had 40 things to give up or to sacrifice each day during Lent. Now, the idea of fasting is that each time we give up something, we replace it with something for God. So each day when you and your child fast from something like maybe fasting from screen time, you spend that time instead of looking at the screens to listening maybe to worship music or praying or reading your Bible or doing an act of service around the house. So examples of fasting items for each paper chain might be don't watch any TV today or give up a soda or a sugary drink that you like today. 
No social media today. No texting today. Or maybe don't complain today. Skip a day of video gaming. Or maybe put some of your allowance in the basket at church on Sunday. Or maybe donate a toy today to Goodwill. This way, for 40 straight days, everyone in your family is intentional about giving something up and then having time to replace it with time with the Lord. Now, I know a lot of families do some kind of fasting during Lent. Now, you don't have to, but remember, the idea is when you fast, it reminds you to praise God, meditate on his word, and show gratitude for his goodness in replace of the thing that you gave up. We don't just fast to give up something. Like, for instance, when we fast for food, the idea is when we have hunger pains, it reminds us to spend time praising God for the ways he has provided for us and for his abundance of mercy, forgiveness, and gifts. Before you decide what to fast and when, read with your family Matthew 4, verses 1 through 11. This is the story of Jesus fasting in the desert for 40 days and him being tempted by Satan. Discuss how Jesus was tempted and how he responded to each of the temptations. Now, consider maybe fasting from something that's an idol in your life. I know, it's hard to admit it, but we all have idols in our life. Something or someone that truly does take up more of our time than the time we should be spending with God. Now, for teens and for moms, it might be fasting from social media during Lent. Lord knows we spend way more time scrolling social media than reading our Bibles. Maybe for middle school kids, it might be fasting from screen time or certain foods that monopolize their time and attention. And then for younger kids, instead of fasting, it might be doing something or before getting to do something they want to do. For example, before your child gets to play Legos, ask him to do an act of kindness or a service for someone in the family. Or maybe before he goes and climbs the tree or play a game, tell him to stop and say a prayer or tell Jesus five things that he's thankful for or to hug his brother or empty the dishwasher for his sister or call grandma and tell her that he loves her. Whatever, you get the idea. It's just something simple that you can give your youngster to do before they move on to something that they love. Jesus always put the needs of others before himself. He gave up much for us. He gave up the splendor of heaven for 30 years to live among us. He gave up riches of heaven to walk among the poorest of the poor. The Bible says the Prince of Peace didn't even have a place of his own to rest his head. Even the night before his death, Jesus spent it on his knees, washing the feet of his friends and his betrayer and praying for them in the garden. Jesus gave up everything and humbled himself to live with us, to teach us, and to die for us. Little acts of fasting during the 40 days of Lent are little lessons of humility and sacrifice. So if fasting from something for 40 days sounds like a little too much for either you or for your youngsters, then consider setting aside Fridays during Lent as your fasting days. Maybe each Friday in Lent, fast from a Starbucks coffee. Or fast a day without social media. Or maybe a day without certain foods. Or fast from TV or your guilty pleasure, whatever that might be. And then replace that time doing something as a family. Remember, we don't fast just to give something up. We fast so that we have more time to spend with the Lord. 
Maybe as a family, it's an extended time of worship, Bible study, or prayer. Maybe as a family, it's an act of service, like visiting a senior home or visiting your grandparent or an elderly neighbor. Maybe as a family, it's making dinner for a friend who's either sick or pregnant or grieving. Maybe as a family, it's passing out blankets, umbrellas, or water bottles to the homeless in your area. Now, my favorite family activity I got from my friend Desiree. If you listen to episode 148, you will remember her and her great ideas. So what the kids and I did was we collected all of the loose change in our home, mostly quarters, and then we wrote a bunch of post-it notes that said, Jesus loves you. Then we walked around our town, leaving the notes with quarters and loose change to be found by strangers. We left notes and quarters at the laundromat, inside vending machines, on park benches, by mailboxes, on people's cars in the grocery parking lot, and in tip jars at bakeries and donut shops. Then we ended the day going through Wendy's drive through making sure that we paid for the lunch for the car behind us. We had so much fun doing this one year that we did it as a teen social in our co-op. Now finally, spend the next 40 days of Lent in extended intentional Bible study. It doesn't really matter what you choose, just be consistent and intentional about it. A simple study is to read the book of Proverbs during Lent. Read and discuss a chapter a day. There are 31 chapters. So if you start the first Friday in Lent and read every day, you know, except Sundays, you don't have to worry about Sundays, you're already digging into God's Word at church, then you will have read the entire book of Proverbs by the start of Holy Week. Or read the book of Exodus, a chapter a day. Not surprisingly, the book, which takes place mostly in the desert, is exactly 40 chapters long. Or pick 40 random chapters from the book of Psalms that you want to read and discuss each day. Now, my favorite topical study to do as a family during Lent is to focus on the seven I am statements in the New Testament. There are seven Fridays in Lent, including Good Friday. Each week or each Friday, read and discuss one of the seven I am statements. I have this written in a new resource that you can get from my website, coffeewithcarry.org, so don't feel like you have to frantically take notes as I share. After you listen to this episode, if you want more information or you would like my I Am Statement devotional and activities that I share here, just go to my website, coffeewithcarry.org. You'll find the resource there. Now, there's no rhyme or reason to which order to cover the I Am Statements, but I do like to save the I Am the Resurrection in Life for the last week, which is closest to Easter. So the seven I Am Statements that Jesus made are the following. I am the light of the world. I am the bread of life. I am the true vine. I am the good shepherd. I am the door. I am the way, the truth, and the life. And I am the resurrection and the life. I do like to start with John 8, verse 12, I am the light of the world. Jesus says, I am the light of the world twice. He says it once in John 8, 12, and once again in John 9, 5. I'd like to start with this I am statement in John 8, because this passage also talks about the great I am. It's a great lead-in to all the other I am statements, and it's a great connection to the Old Testament. Now, on the first Friday of Lent, Read John 8, verses 12 through 29, and discuss what light does to darkness. Share Isaiah 9, 2. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. And then talk about how Jesus was and is the promised light of the world. Then read the rest of John 8. 
Jesus also explains in the rest of John 8 the great I am and declares in verse 48, Truly, truly, I tell you, before Abraham was born, I am. Now later in the week, read Exodus 3, which is about Moses and the burning bush when the Lord declares himself as the great I am. I would read from the children's Bible the story of Exodus that shows God leading them by night by a pillar of fire. Now, there are so many passages in the Bible about Jesus being the light, about God's word being light, and about our role as light in this world. So there are tons of references that you can make and share this week with your family. Now, for fun this week, when you study the I am the light of the world statement, make a decoupage votive candle holder. Go to the dollar store, get a few clear votive candle holders and some different colored tissue paper. And then from the craft store, get some decoupage supplies such as Mod Podge and some old paintbrushes. Cut the colored tissue paper into one-by-one squares. Cover the votive holder with some of the Mod Podge. Let your kids stick the different tissue paper squares all over the candle holder. Mismatch pattern is best. It doesn't have to be perfect. And when they're all finished, cover the tissue paper with another coat of Mod Podge and let it dry. It will look like a stained glass window when you're done. Put a candle in it, and during Lent, light it whenever you read from God's Word together or whenever you sit down to eat. Now, on the next Friday in Lent, learn the next I Am statement. John 6, 35 says, I am the bread of life. So read John 6. We discuss verses 1 through 14 and the story of Jesus feeding the 5,000. Then we read verses 25 through 59 and focused on the I am the bread of life passage. When the kids were older, we finished reading John 6, 60 through 71. I loved discussing this passage with my teens. Now later that week, read Exodus 16, which references the manna. Talk about how God provided everything the Israelites needed, including daily bread or manna, while they wandered in the desert. This is the manna that Jesus is referring to in the great I am the bread of life statement. He himself is all we need. He gives and sustains life. His bread is eternal. Also later that week, we read Matthew 4 about Jesus' 40 days in the desert. Focus on Matthew 4.4 when Jesus answered, It is written, Man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Discuss how God's word is also manna, food for our soul, nourishment for our faith, and the bread of life. That week for fun? Make some homemade bread. Now, on another Friday in Lent, learn about the I am the true vine statement. Read John 15, 1 through 8, four different times. Now, the first time, have your kids listen for the words grapevine or vine and to count how many times they hear it. When you read it the second time, have your kids listen for the word branch or branches and to keep track of how many times they hear it. Then when you read the passage the third time, ask your kids to listen for and count how many times the words fruit or fruitful are mentioned. And then the last time you read it, listen for and count how many times Jesus commands us to remain or to abide. Now in the Bible, you know, when something is repeated, it's there to get our attention. Depending on the translation you're reading from, vine will be mentioned at least three times, branches will be mentioned at least six times, fruit or fruitful will be mentioned at least six times, 
And Jesus commands us to remain or abide seven times in these eight verses. So it must be important. Now discuss with your kids what a vine is and how important it is to stay attached to the main tree. The vine branch cannot grow, cannot produce food or stay alive if it's not receiving nutrients such as water from the tree and its roots. Jesus says that he's not only the vine, but the true vine. Y'all, there are so many false vines in our world out there that we attach ourselves to. We need to make sure we're attaching ourselves to the true vine. Jesus also says that the world will know us by our fruit. So if we're not fruitful or our fruit is rotten, then we know we're not abiding in him or that we've attached ourselves to a false vine or not the true vine, which is Jesus Christ. Then continue reading John 15 verses 9 through 17. Here Jesus explains what it means to really love. We cannot lay down our life for another without Jesus, without being born of the Spirit. The only way to love unconditionally like this, with a sacrificial love like Jesus, is to remain in him and to stay attached to the true vine. Talk about how Jesus lived out John 15, 9-17 when he died for us on the cross. When the kids were older, we finished reading the rest of John 15 and discussed that when we follow Jesus and abide in him, we will be hated by the world and what this means for us. Then later in the week, read Galatians 5 and discuss the fruits of the Spirit. And with older kids, you can also connect I am the bread of life and I am the true vine statements with communion and the Last Supper. Now this week for fun, germinate a few different beans. In a damp paper towel, place different kinds of beans. Fold the damp towel, seal it in a Ziploc bag, and then place it in a sunny spot somewhere. In a week, gently open up the towel you'll see that your seeds have sprouted. Then plant the seeds in the ground or in a pot and grow your own miniature vine. Now on another Friday in Lent, read and discuss the I am the good shepherd and I am the gate statements. Read John 10. Now first focus on the verses 1 through 10. Jesus explains how he is the gate for his sheep or followers. Discuss the passage, I tell you the truth, I am the gate for the sheep. Yes, I am the gate. Those who come in through me will be saved. They will come and go freely and will find good pastures. My purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. Y'all, with Jesus, we have a rich and satisfying life. Our cup overflows. Now these good pastures and rich and satisfying life, that is our salvation. Then focus on verses 11 through 21. Jesus then further explains how he is the good shepherd. His sheep know his voice, and he knows and protects his sheep. Jesus even explains that a good shepherd will lay down his life for his sheep. Then older students can read the rest of John 10. Later that week, read the parable of the lost sheep, either from Luke 15 or from Matthew 18. Discuss how Jesus is our good shepherd and we are his sheep. Jesus will do anything to search and find the lost sheep and bring them back into the fold. Now later that week, read, discuss, and memorize a few other passages that talk about God as our shepherd and the door. Psalm 103.4 says, Acknowledge that the Lord is God. He made us and we are his. 
We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Then read and discuss Isaiah forty eleven. He tends his flock like a shepherd. He gathers the lambs in his arms and carries them close to his heart. And then read Revelation seven seventeen. For the lamb in the center of the throne will be their shepherd. He will lead them to the springs of living water, and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. I love these verses. Then, this week for fun, play the game Sheepfold. Outside, draw large circles, one for each child. Then in the center, place objects to represent the sheep. They can be stuffed animals, bean bags, wiffle balls, whatever. It doesn't really matter. They just need to be large enough for the kids to grab. The object of the game is to be the first person to get five sheep, or those five stuffed animals, into his or her sheep pen, or outline chalk circle. When you say go, players run to the center, grab a sheep, and gently place them in his or her sheep pen or circle. However, the sheep can be stolen too. Whenever the sheep is not in front of his sheep pen, guarding his or her sheep and gate, another player can grab a sheep from their other circle. Players need to balance retrieving their sheep from the center and guarding the gate of their pen. It's super fun. Or you can play a version of hide and seek, but in this version, it's the shepherd who's trying to find the lost sheep. Now, as you get closer to Holy Week and Easter, focus on the I am the way, the truth, and the life statements from John 14, 6. Read John 14. There's so much great stuff in this chapter. Focus on the I am statement found in verse 6. Discuss what it means that Jesus is the only way to God. There's no other name under heaven that man can be saved. Salvation is found through Jesus Christ alone. He's not one way. He's the only way. Discuss how Jesus is truth and how God's tr- word is truth. John 1 tells us that Jesus is the word. His word lights our way and our path. If we believe in Jesus and confess with our mouths that he is Lord, we will be saved and we will have eternal life. And in John twenty thirty one, it says, but these are written so that you may believe that Jesus is Christ, the son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus Christ is the only true God, and he is eternal life. Now, for fun this week, do some scripture writing with verse John fourteen six. Have your child using his or her best handwriting write the verse, I am the way, the truth, and the life on different sheets of paper. Have them illustrate them, color them, paint them. Then hang them up around the house or give them to family members as gifts. Also, worship this week with the song by Pat Barrett, The Way. A great way to memorize God's word is to sing it. And this worship song, The Way, is a great way to memorize the verse, The Way, The Truth, and The Life. Now finally, focus on the last I Am statement, I Am the Resurrection and the Life. Read John 11 verses 1 through 44. This is the story of Lazarus. It can be hard to discuss death and the loss of a loved one or a pet, but we can't truly comprehend and appreciate the magnitude of Jesus's resurrection without understanding the reality of death. It's truly good news to know that through Jesus Christ, we will live forever in heaven with the Lord and that we will one day be reunited with our loved ones who also believed. 
It's also mind-blowing to think that we will receive a resurrected body where there's no more pain, death, or tears. That, my friends, is truly good news. So read the story of Lazarus and discuss how Mary, Martha, and even Jesus grieved when Lazarus died. Then talk about the miracle of Jesus rising Lazarus from the dead and how this was actually a foreshadowing of what was to come. Now, older students can then finish reading John 11, which discusses the plot to kill Jesus. Little did they realize that even though Jesus would die on the cross, that he too would be resurrected. Then for fun this week, make a resurrection garden with the items in your backyard. In a large flower pot or a clay dish, spread some dirt. You can even plant a few grass seeds if you want. Then lay a smaller flower pot on its side in the center of the dirt. This is going to be your cave. Now gather some rocks and pebbles from your garden or on your walks around the neighborhood. Scatter the rocks all around the cave and around all the dirt in the the pot. Next, find some sticks in your yard. Use some string or some twine to connect the two sticks together in the shape of a cross. Make sure you make three of them. Then stick them in the dirt standing up vertically. Now, if you have a large rock or stone, place it in front of the small pot that's lying down on its side, the one that represents the cave. This will be the stone that was placed in front of the cave and was rolled away by the angels. That's it. It's a super fun activity to do outside. And depending on the size of your resurrection garden, you can even use it as a centerpiece on Easter. By this time, it should be Holy Week or at least close to it. Now remember, for ideas and activities about Holy Week, make sure you listen to Coffee with Carrie Homeschool Podcast, episode number 61, Celebrating Holy Week. And don't forget to check out my website, coffeewithcarrie.org, for the Lenten I Am devotional resource that I just talked about. During this Lenten season, mamas, may the Lord bless your preparations for His honor and glory. Thank you for hanging out with me and for joining me for this little coffee break. If this is your first time joining me, make sure you check out my book, Just Breathe and Take a Sip of Coffee, Homeschool and Step with God. If you're new to homeschooling or you're looking for ways to simplify and streamline your homeschooling this year, this is a perfect book to read. You can find it at Amazon or at my website, coffeewithcarry.org. If you heard something you liked or something new, then share a podcast with a friend who might need a little encouragement this week or with a mom friend who's looking for ways to celebrate Lent this year. And if you haven't already, we would love for you to subscribe to Coffee with Carrie Homeschool Podcast and then take a few minutes to leave a little review. This is really the best way to help other moms find our podcast and to be encouraged too. Thank you in advance for listening to us each week and for sharing my podcast, book, and homeschool mom ministry with your friends. We're so very honored and grateful. It's our prayer that our website, our homeschooling consulting service, my podcast and book will help you homeschool one step at a time one day at a time, and one cup of coffee at a time. We're praying for you. Stay healthy. God bless. And see you next time.